You're listening to the best of the Vegas Voice. Replacing your air conditioning and heating system is a big decision. That's why Johnny on the Spot Air Conditioning and Heating tailors every new unit estimate to meet our clients' needs. We go over all the options with you and custom design a new system for you and your home. And of course, these consultations are always free. Schedule your free new unit estimate online at johnnies.vegas or call us at 702-JOHNNIES. That's 702-564-6697. Contractor license number 76827. The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily reflect those of station staff, management, and advertisers. Don't you remember you told me along the baby? Welcome to the Vegas Voice Radio Show. I'm Rich Natoli, your host in studio here with John, the announcer. And uh, we are joined this morning by uh, Ned Mills. And Ned is uh, Richard Carpenter of the Carpenter's Tribute Show, which they have a brand new residency uh, deal. Um, Sally Olson does... um, uh, Karen Carpenter and the shows will be at four o'clock and seven o'clock and uh, it's a new residency deal at the Mint and it'll be a Tuesdays Wednesdays and Thursdays and they'll be doing two shows uh, four o'clock and seven uh, starting June 21st how are you Ned hey, I'm doing great. How you doing? thanks for stopping by yeah. So tell us about this. Tell us about how this came about and what you'll be doing over there. Okay. Uh, Well, and I apologize. It's allergy season, so my voice is a little lower. I know. In fact, if my voice gets a little lower, John's going to be jealous. He's going to be asking me, (laughs) yeah, baby. Hello, (laughs) hello, and welcome. Yeah, so tell me about it. Yeah, actually, it's the Mint. um, Although some people call it the Mint downtown. It's actually on Sahara Mm -hmm. uh, near the other classic Vegas restaurant landmark, uh, the Golden Steer. Right, you know where the the world's largest gift shop is, yep. Las Vegas Boulevard, Ahern Casino. It's it's like a stone's throw from from the Strip. Yeah, right, on how Sahara. cool is that? Mm-hmm. Three thirty four, um, West Sahara. And so yeah. now, what, how many seats in the showroom there? Or? It seats ninety. It's an intimate oh, space. Good. A lot of people don't know about it. A lot of locals don't know about it as well because yeah. one side of it. Um, you know, it's where people go to enjoy some gaming and have a drink, but they open the door and like, ta-da, wow, where'd this room come from? You yeah, know? so is it a little closed-in room there? Uh, yeah, it's a separate okay. room there. There are so other shows. So you got shows. the casino noise out, right? Yeah, 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 and there, there's, other, there's other shows that are in there, in and out. We're probably, I believe, the first residency yeah. to, to happen there. Uh, there are other, um, we're actually produced by uh, Dean Perry of Crooners Inc. and they perform there um, yeah. once a month and on occasion as well. Yeah. And they're the ones who introduced us to the venue, and we're well, that's good. Yeah. very grateful to Dean and Mala for helping us. Yeah, that's awesome. And so you'll do like what an hour show there? Or? Yeah, mm-hmm. hour fifteen. Hour mm-hmm. fifteen. Yeah, and that's uh, <laughs> starts on June twenty first, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, four o'clock and seven p.m. Now they can get tickets. What uh, can they get them at the door there? And um, you can, but it's best if you. The best way to uh, get a good seat is to get it online uh, through our website, which is carpenterslegacy.com. Okay. Carpenters Legacy dot com. Yeah, it's it's much more cleaner and easier to go ahead and have your tickets in hand. We do have a um, what, what's really beautiful about the room. We do have a VIP section, 
one of the only intimate spaces in Vegas that has these really ultra plush. There's couches and chairs and cocktail tables with the little candle. You feel like you're going back to vintage Vegas. And if you want to sit one of those sections and kind of take a step back in time, that's part of the VIP section. Yeah. And so you guys have been on the road a lot, right? Lately? We've been traveling a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. We did. It um, gets old real quick. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. I used to joke to people, the human body really wasn't meant to go up 35,000 feet in an aluminum suppository yeah. <laughs> and then land and, you know, try to not get sick, you know? So, yeah, uh, we, we've grown a little weary of that. We still do some traveling. Um, Where'd you go? What cities? Were yeah. You? We've been really blessed. We did several cities in Florida, we sold out uh, three shows in Texas and um, the Dallas area, and we went to the home of the Carpenters. We were in Downey recently and yeah. uh, sold out 750 seats over there, and that was now quite an honor, started, too. Right? That's where this started, garage yeah. Garage band in Downey? Yeah, well, yeah, they were originally from Connecticut, uh, from New Haven, and then when they were kids, they, their family moved to Downey, mm-hmm. and that's, that was their adopted home. And, um, yeah, the hardcore Carpenters fans still go there to visit the house that they grew up in on, on Newhall Avenue. And, and there's a big, there's still a big uh, undercurrent of these hardcore Carpenters fans from all over the world. So their house, who lives in it now? You know, uh, it's, it's owned privately. There's been talk of people. It's not family, though? Then no, family. no, but there is, there's talk of maybe you know, buying it back or doing some historical thing. There has been a movement we actually met with a city council member that's a big Carpenters fan, and they'd like to do more things to recognize, you know, because Downey really wants to embrace the Carpenters, you know. Yeah. I wonder if the people living in there know the real history of the garage there. And the, they, I guess they do. I don't know. In fact, Sally and I have done a couple of drive-bys before. Yeah, because there's been so, yeah. a couple of movies, so they probably knocked on their door about filming stuff in there or whatever. I would yeah, assume, maybe. Yeah. I, I understand that it's one thing we did notice, the original door that um, the carpenters, that their father had installed, this beautiful, ornate look door is still there, but I understand the inside is completely changed, so yeah. I, I really don't know. And Downey's about an hour out of L.A.? Is that a- yeah, hour, hour and a half, depends yeah. on traffic, of course. So where'd you it's perform? near Anaheim. Yeah, area. Anaheim. Where'd yeah. you perform there? Where, what, yeah, it was, it was the Downey Theater. It was, oh, the Downey Theater. Oh, yeah. Did they play there, the Carpenters? They must have played there I, at some point. I don't think they did, actually. Yeah. yeah. Is um, it old theater? It's, I'm not certain. I think it's been around maybe since the 70s, but they were so busy. Their career took off like a rocket. Yeah. And so, um, but in Long Beach, uh, they have the Carpenter Center for the Performing Arts that uh, Richard had lovingly uh, put together and, and donated money for. And he got his friends, of course, Herb Alpert from, and Jerry Moss from A&M Records, who gave him his big break. They put money behind it. Karen's drum set is on display over there as well. So Yeah. And so now the story, the, as the story goes, okay, they were playing in the garage. How did they discover she could sing like that? Um, well, this is, these are questions when I wish Sally was here. Yeah. <laughs> but I will tell you what I do know, okay. Um, um, Karen originally was a drummer. Right. And that, that was the thing that she was really passionate about. I mean, she played a marching band, and um, she and her brother... Um, they formed a jazz uh, combo called the uh, Richard Carpenter Trio or the Dick Carpenter Trio, which sounds a little strange now to hear me called Dick. And um, they had a bass player, and they did in the mid 
to later 60s, they did music that sounded nothing like what they do now. It was serious jazz. Jazz and fusion and hardcore stuff. In fact, their bass player, uh, ironically, actually, he actually doubled on tuba mm-hmm. <laughs> on a few of their numbers. And uh, again, Sally's more of our historian, but from what I understand, the, um, they competed in a battle of the bands and they won. Yeah. And part of their prize was to get to record somewhere. And so they recorded and put a demo together. And they kept shopping around like, you know, struggling artists do, trying to get their big break. And Herb Alpert had just uh, formed A&M Records a few years before. Yeah. And he was really into, you know, discovering new talent. And so he's the one who gave them their big break. Their first uh, album was called Offering. And it had a, kind of a lukewarm response and... They said, no, let's give them another chance. I think we're on to something. And then by this time, you're hitting 1970 and, and Close to You came out. And that was it, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. So she was, uh, yeah, she didn't. So she, I mean, she must have known she could sing, but they didn't, they weren't really aware. Yeah. Of and, and when she, what's interesting is if you look at videos, you know, obviously now the best resources through YouTube is the, uh, in the early years, she still stayed behind the drums and and as you know, it's so it's difficult enough to play drums alone and hold good time. She was doing it and singing phenomenally at the same time. Wow. And even when they first broke out as um, national acts, she wanted to stay and play the drums and do her thing. Cause that, in her mind, she was always a drummer first and a singer second. And so not in America's mind. Yeah. And so yeah. you know they're producers or whatever the people uh, advising them said you really need to come forward you know sure. and so she reluctantly took the plunge and of course she was, was she just kind of shy yeah I, I i guess so i yeah. mean you know being that her drum set is her comfort zone you know and to yeah. come out of that zone and sing and the more she did it the more she enjoyed it but what's interesting is when we do our show we do a um it's a tribute in honor of what we found was the epitome of their career where most of the hits come out and they were just really just kicking it strong was in 1976 Mm -hmm. and they did a tour of the UK they did the new London theater and the London Palladium and that's when they just just it was just all out and that's uh, where Karen would have a moment she wanted to still have her big drum feature so she would stand alone and do all her songs, and then she comes out and just blows it away on the drums, you know. And then Richard has to follow suit, and then he does his big classical feature. And that's the thing that we, the message we want to get out to the people, because when they come to see our shows, it's not just hearing those big hits, but to see the entertaining side of the Carpenters that they weren't aware of if they never saw Sally the live shows. Sally play drums? Yes, she does. Wow. Yes, she does. She has a drum coach. And I'm very proud of her. She's really worked on it. And she's so meticulous about the details. She went out and bought an authentic 1965 Ludwig silver sparkle drum set just like Karen's. And you use it on the show. And yeah. 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 It's it's pretty funny. Wow. And so who who wrote Close to You? Was Paul Williams, did he write Close to You? Um, (laughs) I I know you wrote a few. We've only just begun. Yeah, he wrote that. Yeah, and what was interesting about that, from what I understand, Richard was watching TV and there was a bank commercial that had that song, We've Only Just Begun. He went, oh my God, this is cool. And he found out that Paul Williams wrote it. So he called Paul. Paul Williams singing it on the commercial? We've only just begun. (laughs) Probably. I don't know. Interesting commercial. So 
so he, I, from what I understand, he called uh, Paul and said, is there a complete song? Is there a bridge? And he said, no, but I'll work on it. So he wrote the complete song to finish his statement, and they recorded it. And wow. the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. And then he wrote, he wrote a couple of other ones, I think, for them. For yeah, Rich, Richard had written a lot of, lot of their hits, and uh, he collaborated a lot with John Bettis. Uh, he collaborated with him on um, The Top of the World and uh, Goodbye to Love. And yeah. a lot of other, there's a lot, a lot of How beautiful many hits, hits. Did they have? Do you know total or? Wow, somewhere up in the ten. Or well, more. I will, I will say in our show we close with a dozen of their hits. Then wow. that medley is like twelve minutes long just wow. to cover it. Um, I do know that they were the, if not among the top selling duos of all time in the seventies. They sold over a hundred million records. Yeah, yeah, I know they were hot for a long time. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and so, okay, we're talking to uh, Ned Mills, and uh, they do the Carpenters. Uh, tr- the name of your show, is it, is it Carpenters Legacy? Or? Is it the Carpenters Legacy. Mm-hmm. The Carpenters Legacy or just Carpenters Legacy? Either one. Either way. <laughs> yeah, well, the, and the, web, the website is CarpentersLegacy. Yeah, Richard never liked to use the word the. Interesting. because it's, it, it's an interesting side note. When the 60s came out and all these groups, the Beatles, the Monkees, the Bee Gees, they said, you know what? I'm tired of the, it's just Carpenters. And sometimes Sally is more uh, particular about this than me. We'll read an article and someone wrote and said, yeah, someone's doing a tribute and check out their show, The Carpenters. She's like, no. And to make it worse, don't ever put an apostrophe in there. Sally will go crazy. There's no apostrophe at Carpenters. Wow. So. <laughs> Carpenterslegacy.com. Um, Ned Mills and Sally Olson are, are performing a 4 p.m. show, 7 p.m. show, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday over at the Mint downtown. And that starts on June 21st. And so what else you got going on? Um, I know that's a lot on your plate right there. Wow. I'm exhausted just hearing you read it. Yeah. We, we've got a lot of stuff. We've been working in the recording studio um, for the past, well, since last fall. So you'll have and CDs? People can buy CDs? Yeah, and things not like yet. They will be ready soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are in the final mixing stages of our last song. And yeah. so, but kind of a surprise thing, we decided... Not only are we gonna, we recreated a lot of their hits. We took one of them and we put a whole fresh coat of paint on it. Uh, I can give you a little hint. We um, Sally's gonna be singing in Spanish. Wow! And so she speaks Spanish, or yeah. Well, she studied French in college, and um, when we came up with this idea, um, in about five minutes she had it down cold. You know, because she speaks some French. So, and if you recall, Karen. When she came out with Sing, Sing a Song, you know, she would go into Japanese, she would go into Spanish, it was featured on Sesame Street. So it's, it's not completely new territory of taking a Carpenter's classic and singing it in another language. Yeah. Now, I've never seen another Carpenter's duo out there doing what you guys are doing. There, there are Carpenter's um, tribute bands out there who do tribute the bands, music. But not, of, they're not doing but, but they don't. I, from what I understand, I, I don't know of any, particularly in this country, that perform in character. Yeah. Um, and we, that's what people want to see, I think. Yeah, yeah. well, we're, we're very particular about the details. Even our dialogue to each other was transcribed from their show in the UK, 76 UK tour. Um, 
the other, you know, we're the, the, the costuming, the, the, the little infinitesimal details that, again, Sally is the one that's the perfection. She's the driving force behind this show. Yeah, because, and, I mean, do you want to see an Elvis impersonator in the whole suit? Yes. Or do you want to see just some guy singing Elvis songs? That's yeah. like, right? It's so- yeah, and even when we, we, when we were working on our album, um, we had to, re- to recreate those signature cl- uh, classic um, Carpenter's harmonies. Yeah was a big challenge for me yeah. because I found the only, the only way to do it right was to do it the way Richard did. He was an innovator. He would sing each line and double it and sing another line and double it. And some of our harmonies, five-part harmonies, it's 10 tracks just to do the harmonies. Wow. You know, and it, it, it takes a very long time. And, and yeah. I can't even, I have a newfound respect for the technical expertise it took to do this in the 70s but we didn't have digital then we didn't yeah. have all the toys they must have really had to work hard then. yeah and what's interesting about it about two years ago richard's 75 now and still active he, he richard when you're richard carpenter you can do whatever you want you know and he he teamed up with the royal philharmonic orchestra in london and he had said it, he always wanted god if i only had two more tracks if i only had this or that the other so we went back to all of their hits that was recorded in analog and some of it in mono and re-recorded this beautiful lush arrangements and put it all back together again with today's technology and Karen's voice. So you invested probably a lot of money in this whole thing, right? Do you yeah. guys? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Even, even, yeah, for the recording. And to complement this, we have a music video that we're yeah. putting together doing that one feature that we were talking about. Yeah. We've uh, signed a uh, contract for this big extravagant studio that we're bringing in a video crew and we're filming that in July and we have a documentary and we brought some industry people one of our biggest fans um is was Karen Carpenter's personal assistant and and so um uh, Michael Lansing and he did an interview in Palm Springs for us and gave his perspective he he loves our show and supports what we're doing and uh, John Stewart from Legends in Concert provided some commentary, you know, and um, it's going to be really interesting. It's kind of like the making of the album. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so you guys, did you, you know the speci- how much time you guys will be over there? You'll be over there six months, a year, or it's, just open-ended? It, it's open-ended yeah. right now, and we'll see. You know, it's yeah. an experiment. It is, it is very mm, courageous to open a show in Las Vegas post-COVID and in the summer it's, it's already we're already in 100 you know, degree territory want to get out of the heat so yeah exactly yeah. and our demographic of course with the, with the show at 4 they can do in the, the reverse they can come see the show and then go do dinner you know there's a beautiful restaurant right nearby they could go to the Golden Steer afterwards you know? yeah and that's not far from the Plaza right the Plaza Hotel close to there um, no well that's more downtown no. this is Sahara so John's going no yeah. Rich it's not by the plaza yeah <laughs> it's not it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a Sahara and Las Vegas Boulevard now now why do I yeah. think the, the mint wasn't has yeah. been around like from the Wayne Newton days was it around then um, that's a great question because, because I know it sounds like it's been there forever well the the original mint was downtown and it was built around 1958 I believe yeah. and then it um, they closed the doors to that um, I guess around the the 1980s 1990s and then this facility opened up and so they kind of resurrected the 
different the legend. location? Is it different yeah, location yeah, it's one? new owners too. Yeah, what's where the other one used to be? Is there anything? That, that was, that's now Binion's. Remember Binion's? Oh, Binion's, okay. Binion's Horseshoe. Yeah, I'm losing now track. Now I think it's just called you know, Horseshoe. It's cha- yeah, I know we live in this town. I'm losing track. They're blowing up these casinos. Yeah. Like They're dropping yeah. faster than Bill Clinton's pants at an oh, Arkansas ouch, trailer ouch, park. But up, up. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Check, please. Have you ever, have you, is it just me? I've been, how many years you've been in town? I've been. Uh, 12. I've been here 22 years. But I worked here uh, over the years. I worked in and out of Vegas all the time. But it's And it's so different. I mean, I worked in and out of here in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And don't you wish you bought 20 acres back oh, then? I yeah. But, but isn't it interesting? Yeah. Like, you drive down Las Vegas and you look up and you see a skyscraper. You're like, oh, where'd that come from? You know, yeah. we live here. Sometimes I have to call my tourist friends out of town. So where are you staying? What's going on? They know more about Vegas than I do because I can't keep you up. You know, with talking it. about talking about buying. Before we take a break, I'm gonna. There, do you remember Maury Amsterdam from the Mary Tyler Moore Show? Did you uh, the Dick Van Dyke Show? I'm yeah. sorry, Maury Amsterdam. He was a comedian and he played here in like the 50s, 60s, right? Well, he he never gambled, and one night he went out and he gambled and he won like thirteen thousand dollars. So he mm. the next day he went looking for a real estate person. And he, he walked to the office and he said, what, can, what kind of land can I buy here for $13,000? I don't want anything more than that. Don't want anything less than that. And the guy said, well, there's this little patch of land here in this, <laughs> in this area. He pays the $13,000. It was the real estate on Fremont Street. Oh, my God. So for the rest <laughs> of his life and probably his family now, they're paying him yeah. for that rental of that land he owns that Fremont Street is on mm-hmm. and you know it's where the Vegas club was and all that yeah. you know right there and so what a smart move right yeah. turn 13 grand into an ongoing this is like Don paycheck. Laughlin from what I understand Laughlin every casino is on Don's land they don't own the land he's in still Laughlin getting, Nevada he's still getting a rental check smart Unbelievable. man <laughs> That's, he's still wearing that same red suit probably yeah, yeah. I met him a few years ago and it's interesting real, real quick you know the trick in Laughlin when you want to fill up your tank you drive over to Bullhead City, right? Mm-hmm. And fill up your tank where the gas is cheaper. Good advice now, especially. And I go in there and here's this beautiful brand new white Rolls Royce pulling up at this the gas station at Sam's Club. And I'm like, who's that? Sure enough, here comes Don, billionaire, pumping his own gas, yeah. saving like 10 cents a gallon, you know, and taking off. That's that's how you make it, right? Yeah. Wow. I'm t- well, yeah. True I mean, story. You can't take it with you, though. You better, yeah. better start spending it, Don. <laughs> not taking it with you, brother. Yeah. Uh, we're talking to Ned Mills. Uh, Sally Olson's not here. And they, they do the uh, uh, Carpenter's Legacy Residency, which will be uh, 4 o'clock and 7 p.m. shows at the Mint starting uh on June 21st and it'll be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Take a quick break. We got more to chat with Ned right after this. You're listening to The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. We'll have more following these brief messages. You're listening to the best of The Vegas Voice. Keep in mind, beginning Monday, July 18th, Carpenter's Legacy, starring Sally Olson and Ned Mills, moves to the modern showrooms at the Alexis Park Resort Hotel. For more information, log on to alexispark.com. 
only gentle giants dog food Batman. I'm Burt Ward, Robin from the Batman TV series. I was the caped crusader and now I'm the canine crusader. After rescuing and feeding 15,500 dogs for 23 years, my wife and I created a natural, low-fat, heart-healthy, made-in-America dog food and special feeding and care program designed to help all dogs live amazingly longer, healthier, happier lives. Our dogs are living as long as 27 healthy, active years. Yours can too. That's twice their normal lifespan and triple for some breeds. Would you like your dog to live as long as 27 years and still be active and healthy? Gentle Giants Dog Food is complete nutrition for all dogs and puppies, all ages and sizes, and is different from other dog foods without the greasy coating and high fat content that can shorten your dog's life. Try our Gentle Giants life-enhancing dog food for the longer, healthier, happier life of your dog. We've only just begun to live Why place and promises A kiss for luck and we're on our way Welcome back to the Vegas Voice Radio Show. I'm Rich Natoli, your host, and we have got uh, in studio here uh, Ned Mills. Uh, Sally Olson couldn't make it. She wasn't feeling well today. But they do the uh, Carpenter's Legacy Residency, which is about to start uh, June 21st over at the Mint uh, and it'll be Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, 4 o'clock show and 7 p.m. shows. Now, you all going to be on the ticket outlets. Will that go up there, too? It's going to be on uh, Ticks for Vegas, formerly known as Ticks for Ticks Tonight. For tonight. Mm-hmm. It's called Ticks for Vegas now? They changed yeah, their name? Yeah, yeah, they, they, they changed oh. their name. It's, it's available there. And mm-hmm. also, we now have an um, um, advertising marketing person who is aggressively uh, going to be marketing it uh, through social media, through Facebook, through Google ads. And we've taken some ads through the uh, Las Vegas Review Journal. And yeah, You know, um, it used to work well for me with my show when I was at the Tropicana before and also at the, uh, at the plaza is to have people go out on the street and just and do two-for-ones out there, things like that. It, seemed to, it brought in a lot of people uh, if they did mm-hmm. it just hours before the show. You yeah, know. that's a possibility. You I had guess, some people like out there at there. noon and said, "Hey, you want to see the four o'clock show? We're yeah. doing, we got a great get you because people are wandering around the hot sun." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having my. I just bought a uh, minivan. I'm gonna have it wrapped with like the yeah. big ad all around yeah. it. And that'll be an advertising it. billboard. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe I should fix the carburetor. My I got a pink Cadillac convertible. Maybe I, yeah. but I don't think I can afford to drive it anymore. But yeah, <laughs> it's about ten gallons per mile. <laughs> yeah. So where are you from, Ned? Where'd you grow so, up? I'm I'm an East Coaster. Sally and I are both from the East Coast. I'm from North Carolina. Okay. Uh, born in South Carolina. Born in Charleston and raised um, near Wilmington and worked a lot in Myrtle Beach. In that area, and so my accent's worn off a little bit, but it comes back once in a while. You know? And so, where did you all meet? You and, and Sally. We met here in Vegas. Oh. Sally's from Vermont. Uh, she's from Rutland, Vermont. Lived in Burlington for many years. And in fact, we're going uh, this weekend to go visit her family for a few days. Um, so uh, she's been she's been doing the Karen thing uh, for about seven years and she did it up there and then when she kind of maxed out with as far as she could take it everyone said you need to come visit Vegas and we had a mutual friend she met a um, uh, she did a a cabaret show in New York City and met a gentleman named um, Orlando that told her said you know I have a friend from Vegas and it turned out to be 
my friend Pamela Sullivan, who's an ex-showgirl. And so she became friends with Pam, and they were talking, and she said, yeah, you need to come visit Vegas. You should audition for Legends in Concert. So she came, and she had lined her up. Okay, well, you can sit in with this guy named Ned Mills, Mm -hmm. who performs at the Rampart on Wednesdays, and you can sit in with this person, that, and the other. And um, so anyway, she sat with me first at, remember, the Tap House uh, over on Jones. And uh, she came, sat in, and that was it. We clicked, you know, and... um, the rest is history. She, I helped her audition for Legends, and she got uh, the part for that. She did the Christmas show in Myrtle Beach. And this past Christmas, she did their Christmas show in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And How many Legend shows now out there? And so, there uh, used to, from what I, I think, used to be all over the country pre-COVID. Yeah. They were as far out as Australia, uh, Hawaii, all over the place. Yeah. And then I think they're reopening them one by one. I think they've reop- they reopened their show in Branson. Um, there's a, the, the Owa Theater in Alabama, Sally was at, and there's one here. And um, I'm not sure, but they're, you know, like everybody else, they, uh, they took a lot of hard knocks, I guess, with the yeah. pandemic, and they've been opening back up one at a time. Yeah. Nobody else in your family in entertainment? Um, no, I'm kind of the lone wolf in that. Uh, it does come from my mom's side of the family. My my parents are in heaven now, but the music. My my grandmother was a, a silent movie pianist. Um, I had to risk oh, a show a little bit of my age. She would watch the silent screen. Okay. Yeah, she would watch during the silent movies. They'd have a piano oh, that's player, right? right? They'd have the, yeah, she yeah. would watch the film. When Charlie Chaplin was walking, you'd hear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back in the hey, ni- that's how cool is that? Yeah, that's back cool. in the 1920s, yeah. she did the Bijou Theater in Wilmington, North Carolina, and it rubbed off on my mom. She never sang professionally, but my mom had a beautiful voice. She was a big Judy Garland influence. Who, by the way, Judy just had what would have been her hundredth birthday. Yeah. And um, my mom used to being a depression survivor. She would sing on the streets for Buffalo Nichols, you know, like a little Shirley Temple. Yeah. And it rubbed off on me, I guess. And oh, so. that's so cool. Now, what about Sally? Anybody in her yeah. family? Uh, her, her grandmother um, mm-hmm. sings, and whether you, whether you want to hear her sing or not, she, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's listening, right? No, no, we pick on her because she loves the yodel. From the shower to the stage. Yeah, she's one of those, if you say, hey, do you yodel? That doesn't mean, would you yodel for me now? Would you like to yodel? Yeah, she goes right into it, you know, and there's no pause button, you know, so. Yeah. Now, what about acting for you two? (laughs) Any acting stuff? That's more Sally's department. Uh I have done a few stints, um, Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, where I, near the area where I grew up. Actually, I grew up in the country, a little town called Watha. It's a village of 150 people. I grew wow. up on 23 acres, nothing to do but play the piano 12 hours a day. That's like, a, what, and what tribe are you in? <laughs> a, exa- a, exactly. They call it Watha because after you're there five minutes, you go, what yeah. the hell am I doing here? <laughs> so nearby Wilmington, where everyone goes to town, you know, yeah. at the time was about 50,000 people. And there's a movie studio there that was actually built by Dino De Laurentiis. And they, a lot of your major films, because uh, North Carolina is a non-union labor state yeah. a lot of Hollywood films if they couldn't make the budget oh we'll shoot at North Carolina that was the first one that started that concept before they were filming in Canada and other places for tax breaks and so I was the go-to guy when they needed a piano player I, I've done an episode of Matlock as a Caribbean musician where they filmed it in fact my lead singer in my local band Nina Repetta became a star on Dawson's Creek and uh, which was filmed there and um 
I was in a um, lower budget George Lucas film called Radio Land Murders. I was a pianist in that. It was a period film and did a lot of that sort of thing. And Sally did some acting um, up in Vermont. She's done some commercials. And even to this day, occasionally she'll do some voiceover work. She has a beautiful, like, radio-type commentary voice. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, never yeah. rule out the acting stuff. We never thought we'd be doing that, right, John? We just did a movie. You know, we did a oh. faith-based movie. We we won the Best Christian Screenplay Award. Congratulations. It. So it'll be premiering. We're going to premiere it here in Vegas at the end of the year. Nice. Um, faith wins the wild card of the strip. Uh, Rich Little makes an appearance oh, in the movie. Cool, and cool. Uh, great It's a guy. great story. It addresses the homeless issue. Mm-hmm. Um, my character actually is an entertainer who becomes homeless on the streets of Vegas oh. for a period of time in the movie. So it's a really, really good message and everything. And Nice. And nice. Uh, so anyway, but that, that's why I say, you know, I did, I studied acting years ago and then didn't do it for a lot of years because I was doing stand-up, you know. Mm-hmm. And then so it comes back around. Yeah, yeah, it sure does. It all kind of wrapped into the same. I was just thinking the other day, I was watching a video on um, what was, you know, Judy Garland's 100th birthday, and that there's that famous uh, walk down the avenue video of her with Fred Astaire. You know, she danced right alongside him. I'm thinking of how, like, Gene Kelly coached Frank Sinatra yeah. to, to dance. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's all and one he big never, family. Sinatra probably never thought he'd be doing any of that, but he ended yeah. up doing some dance and stuff. Sally never thought she'd be playing drums, you know. Yeah. And I yeah. never thought, I used to play the role of Jerry Lee Lewis in a show yeah. called Killer Cash and King. Mm-hmm. And um, I was so naive about I only had a basic layman's knowledge of Richard Carpenter and the music and now I have a big 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 complete respect for he's one of the the most probably underappreciated uh, artists and of, of the 20th century really if you well, think you, of his contributions to music yeah and it's important you know with entertainment stay open to any opportunities related in this entertainment field because you don't know something you could get a break in somewhere else that can fuel the carpenters yeah. tribute show you, you never know yeah we, never know. we we don't say no when oh, i moved into this town 22 years ago all i had was a, a car and a stack of business yeah. cards in my pocket and yeah. i didn't say no to anything one day i might be playing dueling pianos and the next day i'm conducting an orchestra yeah you know you just do whatever but you know when presented. i when i was contacting because i used a lot of local entertainers in this movie and when my co-writer co-producer and i were were looking for other actors for different roles in this thing i wanted to to help some of the local entertainers that i know that were talented and acted as well as singers and stuff I called several some people would say oh you know I'm just this so I don't think I'm gonna I would do that because I'm just this kind of performer and I would say ooh who told you that who told you you're just that yeah there's a whole another side of you I'll bet that's that's not even explored that you would discover that you could do that and you do what you do. You see? That, so that's, that's why I, I heard that a few times and I, I just thought, who, who told these people that that's, that's all they are because it was in their mind, you know? Yeah, people shouldn't be shoved in a box or labeled like yeah, that. And in fact, no. so many, our world would be so different if people hadn't discovered. Karen discovered later that she could sing. Nat King Cole didn't know he could sing. He was a pianist first. Yeah. You know, and, and those kind of things. And I've given advice to many musicians who come later and say, you know, well, I'm just a jazz bass player. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know what? You can teach yourself to sing. You don't even have to be a great singer. I've never considered myself. I'm a pianist first. 
you know, and, and, um, but you know what, if you can carry a tune and you have a big smile and, and I've told people in this town, working musicians, if you show up on time, show up sober, wear the right clothes, you've already beat out half of your competition. Yeah. That's right. You know it's what I'm professionalism saying? Professionalism and, yeah. and punctuality and all that. Yeah. And, and, and that's exactly right. Why, why limit yourself into saying, well, I'm just a trumpet player or I'm just a singer. It's like, yeah, but look how many sing. Look at Frank Sinatra when he did movies and all that kind of Absolutely. stuff. He was in over 50 films. Right. And Dean you know? Martin and Jerry Lewis too, you know, yeah. they were open to doing other things. Yeah. And that's what I think. Who would have th- thought Frank would get the Academy Award for, uh, from, in, uh, from here to eternity? Right. That completely turned his career. He, a lot of people, he only did that gig. He only got $8,000, but yeah. he knew that would completely turn his yeah. life around. And yeah. sure enough, cause his career was kind of in a funk at yeah. that time. Yeah. And uh, so all the careers, everybody's career gets to that point where, you know, you're just kind of floundering a little bit when you were on top and now you got to reinvent yourself a little bit. Look how Tony Bennett reinvented himself. Yeah. His son was managing him and pushed him into the relevancy of working with Lady Gaga and different contemporary artists and it rejuvenated this whole career for a long time. Absolutely. In fact, their music videos is a big influence on this video we're working on. We love the way they did the concept of uh, Tony and um, Lady Gaga in the studio. And originally we had planned a location shoot like around Red Rock or Lake mm-hmm. Mead. No, let's make it more recreating, you know, the, the moment in the studio. So that was actually had an impact on what we're doing. Yeah. We're talking to Ned Mills, uh, the, the other half of uh, <laughs> Carpenter's Legacy. Uh, if you go to the website, carpenterslegacy.com, folks, you can learn more about what they're doing. They've got a brand new show, Residency Deal, that'll be at the Mint starting on uh, June 21st, and it'll be uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays every week at 4 p.m. and 7 p.m., and you can get the tickets on that website. Can you? Absolutely. You can yeah, click the Yeah, and probably at the and, door, too. Um, yeah, you can do it at the door. Yeah. And um, for those who don't, you know, obviously we might be comping some media people and so forth, but for the, for the rest of us, um, yeah. they... Uh, it, it, I hate to kind of put in a sales plug, but that's okay. But it's one of the only shows you will also get a complimentary drink when you walk in the door, too. Wow. First drink is on us. Now, now how much would you pay, right? And so you're doing meet and, <laughs> are you doing meet and greet stuff? Absolutely. State too? law. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we have to do that. Yeah, you we're do that gonna, after the show or before the show? It'll be after the show, after each show. And um, right now, as we're working on our CDs, we are going to have some T-shirts available. And, of course, everyone, you know, everyone's cell phone has a camera on there. We'd love to... Uh, meet and say hi to everybody as they're walking out the door and we're bringing it's not a cabaret show we're bringing the full band Mm -hmm. we we have all our talent we have uh, now because of uh, changing schedules we have a deep bench of three of each person our principal drummer is John Plows and uh, we have uh, Mark Spites on guitar who also plays in one of the BG shows in yeah. town and uh, we have Jim DeRigo on sax flute and clarinet and they're all going to be on the same stage and you can use that as a wonderful showcase to have all kinds of other hotel people come in and see you guys yeah you oh, know? oh absolutely yeah the, the whole thing for us is, is just a win-win because we wanted the affordability to plant our flag in Vegas but then on Friday we can hop on a 
on a plane yeah, somewhere, just maybe just town. once a month, go out of town, do a concert, come back right. and see you on Tuesday. So yeah, we love keep it. a presence here and then use it to get, you know, cause you can get bigger money out of town once you, when you got this thing running, you know? Here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's going to take a little while to get the word out on this. Yeah. It's an intimate space, yeah, but it all takes time. Just, yeah. But we're, like, you know, we're committed. We're in for the long haul. Yeah, you know, like a restaurant, you know, it takes six months to get the word out where people know the food's mm. good in the restaurant. Same thing with the show. Word, word of mouth. They're, people are going to be pleasantly surprised because even locals are like, the men, I thought that was a small, you know, hangout. I'm like, no, no, this is, you know, we, mm-hmm. we, we, we put some, we've given it a fresh coat of paint, if you will. I think you know, you never know who's going to wander into these showrooms too yeah there's gonna be some curiosity seekers too yeah I'm sure. you know well celebrities wander into these places i was i was doing my show one time at the Harmon theater remember the Harmon theater on uh, Harmon avenue it was a it was a independently owned place the Harmon theater i was doing an after my show in the afternoon there you know and i i hear this group of gals and they're laughing 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 you know the whole time and after the show i woke up there was bb king's daughter Wow. It was it was w- sitting with Muhammad Ali's daughter sitting with him. They were all three wow. famous daughters of famous, very famous people. And I thought, well, that's so cool. Son and who God. would have thought they would have been in there in the afternoon? But they were. Yeah, you never you never know how those things happen. It reminds me when I was going to college. I was working my music degree at North Texas State University, and I had to take um, uh, Texas history as a requirement. And I'm thinking. I'm not from Texas, I'm from North Carolina. So we're taking it, but the guy happened to be, a, uh, his specialty was in China. And he kept talking about China and he, just because his personal interest. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking, why is he wasting my time? I'm never going to go there. I, I have no interest in going there. Yeah. And sure enough, a year later, I got a call to go on a cruise ship, went to Alaska, went to Japan, and two weeks later, I was at the Great Wall. <laughs> wow. And she, so you, you never say never. No, you don't know. You, you it's all know. a journey. It's all a journey. And all yeah. of a sudden a new road opens up and you go, oh, let me wander down that road and see what it, where it brings me. And yeah. you're, you're pleasantly surprised where it takes you. Yeah. And you know, you Frank know, Sinatra put it famously. He said, live every day as if it were your last and one day you'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. We're talking to Ned Mills, uh, Carpenter uh, tribute artist. Uh, the show is called uh, Carpenter Car- Carpenter's Legacy. The website is carpenterslegacy.com. And he performs uh, with uh, Sally Olson, who does the Karen Carpenter part. And uh, it'll be 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. shows at the Mint. And it's uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays each week starting on June 21st. Got to take a quick break and we'll chat more with Ned right after this. You're listening to The Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. Stick around. Rich and I return right after this. Replacing your air conditioning and heating system is a big decision. That's why Johnny on the Spot Air Conditioning and Heating tailors every new unit estimate to meet our clients' needs. We go over all the options with you and custom design a new system for you and your home. And of course, these consultations are always free. Schedule your free new unit estimate online at johnnys.vegas. Or call us at 702-JOHNNIES. That's 702-564-6697. Contractor license number 76827. You're listening to the best of the Vegas Voice. Beginning Monday, July 18th, Carpenter's Legacy, starring Sally Olson and Ned Mills, moves to the modern showrooms at the Alexis Park Resort Hotel. 
That's Monday, July 18th. They're moving to the Alexis Park. Find out more at alexispark.com. He's got a ticket to ride, and he don't care. Welcome back to the Vegas Voice Radio Show. Rich Natoli here with John the Announcer and Ned Mills in studio, the other half of Carpenter's Legacy, and that is a show, brand new residency, that will be at the Mint at 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. shows uh, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, starting June 21st. And, uh, you know, John is in the movie, in our Faith Wins movie, playing the judge. Oh. He did a fabulous acting job. He made his acting movie debut in our film. Oh, cool. He wasn't a hanging judge, I hope. Right? No. <laughs> well, he was, he was a judge that froze all the assets of my character. Oh. So he wasn't a nice judge. <laughs> well, wasn't he? give him a fair trial and didn't hang him, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so now, um, so now you, you're, you're getting all set, and that's coming up. June, June 21st will be here before you know it. Whew, yeah. So what are you guys doing every day? You're, trying, you're rehearsing this whole it's, show? Or? It's nonstop. We have a, a, a band rehearsal today. I'm still... I, I, it's interesting. I had put a post on Facebook um, a couple of weeks ago after we sold out the Downey Theater, which we were very proud of because it's that's a tough one. That's 750 seats to fill. I, we, I put a post that I want to thank our musicians and I listed them all one by one. And then I said, I want to thank our back office. I want to thank our social media manager, uh, Sally Olson. I want to thank our music director, Ned Mills. I want to thank our blah, blah, blah. And it was sarcastically, but I went through 22 different jobs. Wow. You know, and in charge of morale was Lola yeah. or Chihuahua. Yeah. But, but yeah, you have to, every day now, I'm, yeah. I'm building, I'm personally building the uh, sets for the show, our backdrop, a big, beautiful carpenters and, and, and gold glitter you know, with chasing lights on it yeah. and that stuff and getting that going. Sally's very active on the phone, hustling, uh, getting the word out and um, just getting the music together, the costumes. We, we got some we got some new shirts for the band and we're rehearsing today yeah. and just putting it all. It's all it's all coming together. It's going to come down to the wire. It always does, though. So does she have costume changes in the show? Oh, yeah, multiple. I'm, wow. This time I only have one. Um, but I used to open uh, the show. I'm also a trumpet player. I would do a tribute to Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass, and I would play uh, Herb yeah. and because he was the one who gave the Carpenters a big break. But with time constraints, it really wasn't uh, practical to put in an opening act. So, um, But no, she does. She wears the same shirt that Karen did, her lead, famous lead sister shirt when she's doing her drum feature. She has this beautiful, stunning white dress that she wears at the end of the 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 piece and she has several of them she's just busy richard carpenter wear blingy jackets or was it oh yeah oh yeah i got the bell bottoms i got we recreated that that takes a while when you're looking at video and creating stills from that and then we go to our costume designer okay how did he do this how did they do this way collars right oh yeah and the bell bottoms we also have um um a lot of video incorporated uh, slideshows. The Carpenters would close their show with this really touching uh, family tribute and band tribute, and we incorporated our own families into that. And sometimes there isn't a dry eye in the house. The, yeah. the most common adjective we hear coming out of our shows from fans is emotional. We hear that a lot. Oh, that brings back memories, or we heard that song at our wedding, you know, that kind of yeah, thing. You know what, you know what when, I, when I think of Karen Carpenter, 
this stands out in my mind. I'm, I'm not kidding. When I was a kid and I'm in the dentist chair and he would always have this, he would always have this music playing in the dentist chair and, and always Karen Carpenter was singing. I, I remember thinking, this is so soothing as I'm getting my teeth worked on. Right before the drill. Yeah. Birds suddenly appears. Yeah. Yeah. That's but you'd funny. be hearing like long ago, and you know. But yeah. so she had uh, just. I think everybody just fell in love with her voice, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's it. She's probably the most natural singer. Even even Sinatra had studied. He even did a book on tips on singing back in the nineteen forties. Mm-hmm. Karen, she opened her mouth and it just came out that way. Yeah, you know, because she didn't have formal lessons, right? Singing. I don't. I, I don't, don't believe she so. I, she just I had heard naturally. that she, drumming wise that she had studied with Buddy Rich, and um, a lot of people don't realize how phenomenal of a drummer that she was. Absolutely amazing. Her sense of rhythm and timing, and wow. to do that and sing and sing like a Burt Bacharach medley at the same time. Oh my God! And yeah. we have to recreate this stuff, man. We yeah. some big shoes to fill. Yeah, 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 it is. But you guys can pull yeah. it off. Yeah, and well, then we try. We it's going it to be awesome. Shot. And uh, yeah, and so now, now uh, you go rehearse today, and then what do you do it every day? Mm-hmm. Rehearsal well, now, or no? Well, we, we've got well the band. We've already done the show. We do have our, like I said, our. Um, we have substitute musicians for when our guys have to go out of town. Tuesday through Thursday is a very unusual schedule for working musicians. So we kind of have a, a deep bench now of a lot of great talent, and um, but um, so we're going to do that. And they're familiar with the show. It's just getting your feet wet in a new setting. You know, and and uh, we're sound checking. We bought some new microphones. We've invested. We've invested a lot into this. You kind of have and, to with everything. It's your. It's like. It's just yeah. like a. It's like a handyman buying tools for yeah. his business. I mean, yeah. right? You gotta. You gotta yeah. have the right. I literally bought this new van just so I yeah. could have uh, haul everything in. We yeah. set up on Tuesday and we tear down on Thursday. See yeah. you next week. Yeah, you do what you, you know. have to do, and it's an investment in your career and what you're yeah. doing. And uh, so now you play piano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you yeah, studied like when you were a kid and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I studied. I started out as a um, trumpet major at East Carolina University, and in Greenville, North Carolina, for two years. And but I'd I'd always been torn. Piano was at heart my main thing. I started piano when I was about five years old. My father would. Uh, play a ditty and I'm like daddy I want to play something so he'd give me a couple of notes to play along with him because my dad was a novice piano player and mm-hmm. composed some songs and so I'd play along with him he noticed I had a sense of rhythm and so he, they put me into lessons when I was um, by the second grade and then he got me into playing trumpet he said I'll give you a dollar if you could play uh, my country tis of thee I don't want to play the trumpet I wanted my dollar you know yeah. and so it was my grandfather's trumpet which I have to this day and to honor my father, who my mom passed away in 2003 and my dad in 2012. And um, the hardest performance of my entire life was um, I took my grandfather's trumpet, I found it, and I played taps for my father. We had a full military service for my dad. And I, that was my way of saying thank you wow, to my father. that's a hard song to do, isn't it, Taps? Yes. Because of those high, high... And I did that for and my father. And you pulled it off? Yeah, we brought in wow. the whole uh, rifle guard and, yeah. and everything and he, was, I mean, it's hard. he was very proud of his military service wow and i had to practice it and and do it until i could do it without crying 
So can you do bugle too? Is it similar? The bugle? Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing without, with the without ma- the, vowels without the missing, vowels. of course. But yeah. if you're going to da 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 reveille and all that, it's yeah. So you the still play that the at same. all? You doing the show? I still play the trumpet. Well, yeah. When we go out of town a lot, um, recently I've had dental surgery, so I I can't play for several months now. Yeah. But I did my Herb Alpert tribute at, in Downey, and the crowd went nuts because it's so refreshing. And yeah. it's an educational thing. When people watch your show, they don't realize, oh, I didn't know they did this. I didn't know that Herb Alpert founded, gave the Carpenters their big break. I didn't right. know that Karen could play the drums so well. I didn't know right. Richard was a classical. Right. I have to play a Bach invention that yeah. Richard did. Yeah. You know, so there's this whole entertaining side that people are going to be pleasantly surprised when they see us at the Mint. That's so cool. All right. Well, we're good. Uh, thank you so much. Ned Mills, uh, be over there with Sally Olson at the Mint starting on June 21st. And uh, there will be a commercial on this show, folks, that you'll be able to hear. Thank you, Rich. And thanks, to promo that's this show. 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. shows Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday starting June 21st. Uh, Carpenter's Legacy. Go to carpenterslegacy.com for more information. Thanks so much, Ned. Thank you. I'm John the Announcer. Thanks for listening. Visit my website at johntheannouncer.com. And speaking of websites, don't forget about the Vegas Voice. It's the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. Learn more at thevegasvoice.net. You know, Rich and I love it when you come by to say hello. We know there's a lot of things you could be doing. The fact that you've chosen to spend a little time with us means the world. It really does. So join us next Saturday afternoon at 4 for more of this, The Vegas Voice. Beginning Monday, July 18th, Carpenter's Legacy, starring Sally Olson and Ned Mills, moves to the modern showrooms at the Alexis Park Resort Hotel. That's Monday, July 18th. They're moving to the Alexis Park. Find out more at alexispark.com. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-622-8802. That's 800-622-8802. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer, and again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline 
and travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. Call right now, 800-267-1806, 800-267-1806, 800-267-1806. That's 800-267-1806.